What's up, you beautiful people? So sorry. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> the dudes are late. We we are. We are having so much conversation about so many things with the Goblin. We are grateful that you are here. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody who's here. See you, The Nation Show. See you, Robert Bennett uh, and uh, Steven, Ezra, uh, Front Row, Roxanne, Ryan Romano, as always, John Blaine. Uh, if I'm missing anybody, I apologize. Uh, so many of you good people, Scoobies out there. We love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I know it's late for a lot of you on the East Coast, just like it is for us. We have a lot of news we want to talk to you about regarding the show today. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of news to talk about regarding Primetime Live today. So we're going to get into that Primetime Live recap. We're going to get into all the news about the show, all of the plans, some new announcements from NWA. But first... Uh, this is uh, this is Gary Horde, and this is the NWA, the podcast celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. And I am joined by my soulmates, like the people, like if 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 I died today and I could only be in heaven with two other people, these would be <laughs> the guys that I would do just for eternity. I would I would be stuck forever with. Will Martin. Hello, Will. Hello, everyone. And of course, it would be a very boring existence if I didn't have my own personal PhD, the doctor, Rob Stinson. Hello, Rob. Indeed, too. But I'm just thinking, like, where, uh, where does Jennifer fit into this? Because I know if she's listening right now, she you, you were sleeping on the couch. Well, uh, lucky for all of us, I would not have said any of that if I didn't know she was already in bed for the evening. So, hey, well played. Well played. I like that. Will, did you just rock star wreck your room? Uh, no, my my cat is trying to escape the house. Uh, she, always, I think, she doesn't like living here, so she's just always trying to get out. So maybe I should just let her go. See what happens. Your cat or your wife? The cat, yeah. Oh, okay. Tonight, right. it, tonight it's the cat, yeah. <laughs> the wife is securely chained in the yes, basement. She's, <laughs> no, no. She's, a, she's asleep, so we're good for tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, we definitely had a new episode of Primetime Live uh, that occurred this evening with uh, several matches. Uh, this one, I, I have to say right up front, I'm just going to be really honest. I didn't know what to expect coming into this episode of Primetime Live because I feel like this was the least built up Primetime Live episode we've probably had in its, uh, what, 11 episode existence. Um, I don't think that like a lot of matches had been announced for this one. Uh, we we got last week several of them. And uh, so still solid episode of Primetime Live. And uh, as you're uh, getting used to the characters involved, I mean, it was strictly a bunch of the United Wrestling Network uh, folks. Uh, so I don't know if you guys check them out. On Fight TV, you can. I'd literally watch Championship Wrestling from Hollywood today. Uh, this past week's episode, I got caught up on that. Uh, just enough to let you know for sure that our boy uh, Eddie Limelight and uh, Papo Esco, the uh, Bodega, are the number one contenders for the UWN Tag Team titles. So that's a beautiful well moment. Deserved. They, yeah, they won their spot there. So anyway, but uh, I guess we, we decided early on we're going to spend a lot of time with the chat tonight. So we're going to run through this show. We're going to tell you everything about this show and talk about it first and foremost and get that out of the way. And then uh, we're going to jump in the chat and see what's on your minds tonight because it's been a big day 
it's it's a lot has happened and so there's a lot to cover uh here on the show and in the wrestling world so that said let's jump into prime time live the very first match Rob, it was Dan Joseph versus Jordan Clearwater versus uh, a member of Beef Candy. And I apologize because for some reason I had trouble getting in on time. So I missed the exact setup for this one. It was, I don't know if there was a setup, but uh, what what was going on in this match? I know it was a triple threat. And it was a solid match. Right. there, And and uh, again, there was, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of narrative buildup. They they were talking about this, uh, this about having potential implications for uh, a championship match, and it wasn't clear to me whether they meant the war, the the quote unquote world championship, or the heritage title, or the television title, whichever one's the most important there uh, right now. But uh, I, I, it was amusing. And first of all, let me say this: this card was, even though it was not a, uh, you know, I mean, they they were dropping some matchups throughout the week on, on Twitter and in social media. There wasn't as much narrative build up to this, but it was a fairly solid card. Uh, with some really, really interesting and good quality technical wrestling uh, pretty much top to bottom. And you opened up with this triple threat elimination match uh, between Richie Slade of Beep Candy, accompanied by Flex McCallion, uh, the golden boy Jordan Clearwater, who has uh, personally been trained um, by, uh, <clears throat> by a member of the broadcast team there, Blake Bulletproof Truth. And he, he, you know, he was uh, uh, spouting off his accolades during this match. And, of course, Dan Joseph, you guys will notice came to the ring without some hardware that we're used to seeing him with. And that is that prestigious UWN television championship who, uh, you know, we were told he recently lost that belt to Levi Shapiro and then lost his rematch uh, for that championship as well. So there weren't necessarily titles on the line in here, but this clearly has title implications down the road for the, either the heritage or the uh, television title, maybe the the world championship once they get that situation uh, settled. What I really liked about this was they came out and our boy uh, Kennelly was just uh, just spouting off the uh, and he he was magic on the mic, man. The the cornucopia of adjectives that he referred to the <laughs> beef giving candy corn. I mean, <laughs> I mean it was just, uh, <laughs> it was fantastic, man. I was I was just rolling. My side was splitting for that for that first a few minutes, but. Uh, Ultimately, you know, in a triple threat elimination match, uh, you pin your opponent, they're out. And then whoever's remaining, they fight on until there's one man standing. That's the way that that stipulation works. And uh, as it turns out, uh, Slade pins Clearwater with the candy drop. And then uh, uh, Joseph suckers in another <laughs> quote there. That I thought was clever. <laughs> suckers in Flex McCallion uh, and, and delivers a long way down to Rich, uh, Richie Slade for the win. And so Joseph, uh, coming off two defeats, losing his TV title and a rematch, redeems himself somewhat with a win in this triple threat elimination match. Yeah, then we had some post-match kind of activity there with with Dan Joseph and uh, Beef Candy. Um, you know, I, my favorite part about this match was in the setup, in the green screen promos. I really like Dan Joseph's line about they, they didn't make this a triple threat match because they know that I would be the only threat. I thought that was a cool a cool line just from a promo standpoint, but uh, it was a decent match. Uh, honestly, I, I I think it got more time than it it should have gotten. But um, you know, you got three guys in there. You're trying to tell a story with little or no setup, um, and I think the those guys went in there and did the absolute best job they could. Um, and and I like how it ended up. I was a little <laughs> irritated. So they were going through this angle, you know. 
where beef candy would just stay on the outside and it would just be Clearwater and Dan Joseph fighting and they'd be distracted, you know, wondering when, uh, when, you know, the other dude was going to get back in the ring. But, um, that, that ended up getting paid off because you, you just couldn't wait for him to jump back in the ring and get, you know, attacked by, by both guys. Um, so that was part of, part of the whole in-ring narrative, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I could have gone with, with a little bit shorter match. I think, I, I don't know the exact match time, Rob, if you, recorded it but i know it, it went over it was past 9 20 our time here when it when it wrapped up so it wrapped up at 9 24 this match was about 19 minutes long 19 20 minutes i may be off by a minute or two but it was a long match yeah that that, that would be my only criticism i would have given it maybe 15 minutes max but um but again i mean you know uh, todd kennelly the whole crew on on commentary can't I mean if you watch this show for no other reason than that that's worth it because I mean those guys are well prepared well versed in every single you know talent that's on the show and uh, just are top notch and giving you context and you know funny Thanksgiving puns so I really appreciated that I want to say too and, and I don't I don't want to I don't want us to be like stealing talent or anything but uh, when power finally gets off the ground man I've got to tell you I'd love to see Kenley. <laughs> <laughs> in power, man. You know, I mean, Stu's gone, so there, there, there's, there's our seats to be filled. You know, once power gets off the ground, but Kenley again consistently provides some of the best commentary, and of course, he's helped along um, by uh, James Kincaid and, and Blake Bulletproof, uh, Bulletproof Troop doing a great job. Yeah, Bullet Bulletproof is a less threatening name, than, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> The uh, no, no, but I'm, I'm with you, man. I was literally today, I, I swear to God, I was thinking about Todd Kinley and like if they brought in like another person to go along with Joe Galley. I enjoyed the time that Joe Galley had, uh, especially during that all this matchup. Uh, Todd Kinley would be great, and it's not just uh, blow a smoke up his butt because he's been on the show. We we enjoy Todd Kinley, and I, I just think that that he he's got a excellent mix of that color and play-by-play -play. like he he provides a, a little bit like whereas uh galley's more straight laced like uh kidley can can have some fun um but that said james kincaid at bulletproof troop uh those guys are growing on me too like i i've enjoyed I'm, that's one of my favorite parts about tuning into uw and primetime live which is what i think you want out of your uh commentary team they've started to feel like you know the voices of a show that we watch, you know, like that we like watching every week, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to, to have them there. So uh, that's a big deal. Uh, the bad dude, Tito was in the back uh, talking about gobble, gobble. He called himself big teat, which I think is a weird name to call yourself. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, <laughs> but uh, I mean, depends on your, your profession, but yeah. <laughs> but uh but all that to say i'm actually a big fan of bad dude tito's promo style he's a lot of fun uh i i, I like i like the way he he delivered on the mic back there and i just wanted to make sure that i threw that in uh the next matchup we had uh rob was Shaw navari versus fred rosser i don't know about you guys but that was probably the match that you know, not to take anything away from anybody else, but as far as a guy who's been tuned in since episode one and is not like a an expert in the United Wrestling Network, you know, before this show, uh, 
out of the people that I've seen, I mean, Sean Devari versus Fred Rosser really appealed to me because I, I think both these guys are hosses and they just uh, they can they can go and uh, and they did here in the match. But uh, Rob, I'll throw to you on that one. Yeah, let, let me say real quick, just backing up one second, going back to Jack Farmer's excellent interview with Bad Dude Tito, uh, Teat, Big Teat. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm with you, man. I love his interviews. It was funny. He talks about carving up Big Turkey, Ray Rosas. He points out, and this is important to say it uh, right now because this is an effort by UWN to start, sort of build a narrative throughout the show, and that is that there has never, ever been in history a man to be a two-time Heritage Champion. And he pointed that out, which is going to, you know, that's going to bear out later on when we get to the main event. But then we do go into um, Sean Devari versus Fred Rosser, which if we're rating our matches of the night, this is the match of the night for me. This match clocked in from 928 to about 941. Uh, So what's that? Uh, 13, 14 minutes, something like that. And you're talking about two of the most physical guys. If you want to talk about legitimate prize fights, looking guys this was the prize fight of the night this was the match of the night for me and uh, just we were talking in our discord and in our private chat before this a lot of people forget that Sean Davari is a young guy because he's been around so long he's been in this business he started at a young age he's only in his 30s guys but we look at him like he is this seasoned veteran who's been around for 40 50 years you know I mean I mean you know he's got that kind of clout um but this was a great match, man. It was solid. It was quick paced. Nobody missed a beat. Um, it did surprise me that the uh, that the finish came out here um, with a submission. Rosser uh, submits Tavari with a cross face chicken wing. That caught me off guard. I didn't see this going that way. But you know, when you got uh, Fred Ross, uh, Fred Rosser, who is a submission uh, specialist in there, you know, it does make sense uh, from a narrative standpoint. To me, this was the match of the night. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I like the submission finisher. Um, you know, I, I'm always a proponent of of big, big pin finishers. But uh, I think within this match and the context in which it was presented, that was a great way to finish it because it was just a lot of, uh, you know, grueling, just really great pro wrestling in this match. And it definitely had the prize fight feel and, and commentary mentioned a lot during the match, um, which we were all thinking, I'm sure. But th- this does have uwn title implications in in terms of you know who's going to be the first uh you know contender after we finally get um a a definitive title winner between mike bennett and chris dickinson um but these two guys you know definitely stake their claim tonight either one of them could walk in and 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 be a legitimate contender um so I, i thought that was uh something that they they made sure that that was in the front of our minds throughout this match uh, well, I, I don't know how appropriate, Gary. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to jump on you. I just, I don't, I don't know what. I love it. Inappropriate to 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 speculate here, but my first thoughts were this: I've seen Mike Bennett in Ring of Honor. We mentioned that earlier. Um, I we know that Dickinson is injured. My thought when I first saw this was that this was enough. I see our, our friend Ezra Vickery in the chat too, and we were talking. It seems to me like this would be an appropriate way to set up for uh, a fill-in if Dickinson is hurt long-term because they've got such momentum behind this tournament. You don't want to be in a position to, to disrupt the momentum by putting this championship match off for months. You know, If you're talking about a week or two or, or three, that's one thing. But if you're talking about months, that's not good for anybody. People are in a different place months from now. 
and the wrestling world is so fluid, this would be an appropriate way to fill in Chris Dickinson if he is not in a physical position to enter that match. Uh, and then no one feels like anybody's lost out. You know, you had the two semifinalists that lost in closed contest. Um, you know, it would be appropriate then to put them to, it would only be fair. And the winner of that would then face Mike Bennett if he's even still in the, in, in the discussion, you know, now that we've seen him in ring of honor. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I see the discussion about Mike Bennett and ring of honor, but I, I don't put too much stock into that. Like I feel as though like Mike Bennett uh, loosely could have, uh, has an EC three shown up in impact and ring of honor. And, uh, like I feel, I feel as though Ring of Honor is in a position right now where they allow some like loosely negotiated contracts. So I don't think that Mike Bennett being in Ring of Honor precludes him from being in the UWN as well. So he's still going to honor any obligations he has there. It's what I'm hoping, at least. I mean, I, I feel like that that uh, everybody's been. The the big thing that UWN besides the NWA aspect of it for us has been like the the learning to care about certain characters. And one thing we've learned to care about right now is this heavyweight champion or the the world championship, quote unquote, as Rob would say, makes him makes him <laughs> You're hurting him physically. Uh, but but it it would be that that Mike Bennett versus Chris Dickinson match is something I think we're all looking forward to. So I still want them to try to make that happen. Now, if that cannot happen, if it is just out of the realm of possibility, like Chris Dickinson is done for a year, you know, that sort of thing. I get it. It is what it is. Fred Rosser versus Sean Devari was a good call to make a number one contender. Also, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll get to Davey boy Smith jr. Is going to be showing up next week. Uh, week on the show and he's also a legit contender there's a lot of ways you could go but tournament wise yeah sean davari fred rosser guys who made it to the semifinals competing to get that final spot that chris dickinson can't fulfill makes perfect sense another thing i want to throw back to if i could really quick uh just on the fred rosser victory i don't care what company you are if you're hearing my voice right now people care about consistency and lineage in a story they care about uh i can't even think of all the words i want to use here but the fact that when that crossface chicken wing was locked in they referenced even back todd kenley was quick to reference even back to the time that fred rosser spent as darren young in wwe under the tutelage of bob backland and that that mm-hmm. move was handed down to him that's Brilliant. that's that's what people need. That's what they want to hear because they're not ignoring that. We all see all the same stuff. We know about it. And you, for, for any company to not acknowledge or disavow any of that other stuff happening is just stupid. So it makes you feel like you're being rewarded for paying attention when somebody like Kennelly or, 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 or Kincaid or Troop like throw in a, a, a tidbit of information like, yeah, you know, Rosser's always going for that chicken wing. He he learned that from Bob Backlund. Like he was under the tutelage for of Bob Backlund for quite a bit during his career. You know, that's that's amazing. I just loved that bit of information and that they called back to it. And even, even more than that, if you guys missed it on the UWN Twitter account, they retweeted a tweet from Brett, the Hitman Hart from 2016 or so <laughs> commenting on 
there's nobody better to learn from than Bob Backlund. And, uh, you know, and just like that chicken wing and commenting on Darren Young at the time. And that's just, that is a, an attention to detail that uh, deserves recognition. Re- wrestling, to be taken seriously, must be at least in part educational. You should be teaching and you should be transmitting a, a, a tradition and a legacy and a, uh, uh, you know, even if it's just by as an oral tradition. You know, you're going to be seeing a lot of us here in the next few weeks trying to do something fun and educational in a podcast format. But I want to say one thing that that this broadcast team does so well is they're always educating. They're always contextualizing. For me, here is the definitive definition of pro wrestling, okay? Professional wrestling is an athletic sport and a form of performance art in which two or more prize fighters engage in simulated combat under predefined stipulations in order to reach a pre-established goal and order further along a narrative. So you got a few components there. It's an athletic sport as opposed to like esports or NASCAR. It's a form of performance art. It's two or more prize fighters. It's simulated combat. It's predefined stipulations. There is a pre-established goal, but the seventh point is also critical. It must further along a narrative and promote a tradition. And that's what this does so well. When they when you hear people talk about Bob Backlund and uh, they bring in that history, legacy, and tradition, that is what people like me are here for. Yeah. Um, you just said a lot of big words, and I, I don't know if all of that's going to be on the quiz, but I will ag- yeah. agree and say that, in my opinion, I think that, honestly, a primary objective of being a commentator is to provide that context and tell that story. I don't need somebody to tell me what I'm looking at, which sadly, you know, when you look at WWE and some of these guys, that's, that's what they think their job is to tell me that something's happening. I can see that something's happening. I want you to tell me why it's happening and what the importance of it is. And that's just something that, again, this, this commentary crew really has a good handle on and it's really refreshing to, to, to listen to them every week. So uh, I think that's, that's paramount when it comes to, to commentary and wrestling. Oh, oh, to hear, hear Kincaid, like with the knowledge of all the moves and the aspects of the business that are happening. And then like troop is in there detailing, like when you're in a wrestling situation, like what these guys are catch as catch can like going at it here. Like what's the move they're going for? Why would they go for that? What's the next step in that process? That's the stuff you want to hear. And, and can uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kenley, you know, with, with those interesting historical aspects that they all, I mean, and, and props to them all because they all mentioned this, but, uh, you know, shout out to Woodland Goblin in the chat. It, yes, the word I was thinking of is continuity. That's the thing. We all have seen it. We all know. Uh, our, our boy Rock says in the chat, talking about he had flashbacks of Bret Hart stuck in the wing. I think that that's why Bret Hart was tweeting about it at the time. It's like that time he lost the World's Heavyweight Championship to Bob Backlund uh, so long ago because he just couldn't get out of the, the chicken wing. And uh, it just it, it makes it all matter so much more. So that was for me, props, hundred percent. That was the most beautiful part of the night. I just loved like the tying of it all together in that moment. And and God bless you, Fred Rosser and Sean Devari. You get my God bless you of the night because <laughs> you guys are amazing. Uh, Sean Devari looks like a million bucks, and I I think that guy is amazing. And Fred Rosser is. 
just top notch. And it's just not a thing you got a chance to see really and appreciate in WWE, I don't think. And uh, so I'm glad that he's out there proving it day in and day out. All right. Well, uh, moving on, Emily May is in the back with Ray Rosas. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to this mainly because uh, Ray Rosas is good to see him talk, you know, since he's been uh, the main eventer on the show for the past two weeks or these two weeks. So it's good to see him and get established and, and grounded in who he is as the Hollywood Heritage Champion. But also Emily May is a friend of the show. If you guys don't know, she follows the show and uh, comments regularly. And uh, she is a producer for Primetime Live. And so we are grateful for you, Emily. And it was good to see you get some camera time there. And uh, uh, just lovely, lovely to, to, to see you in person finally on, on screen. Um, the, uh, the, but, but Bray Rose is basically talking about, it's a great time to be grateful and, uh, you know, that bad new Tito's really underestimating what he's doing here. And, uh, he's gonna, he, he, he survived worse and he's going to survive this essentially. Uh, next up on the match roster though, we got Leo Rush versus Adrian quest. Rob, I'm going to throw to you first. How do you feel about this? Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's what we expected it would be very fast paced. Uh, these are, these are, um, you know, quicker, smaller, more agile guys, very athletic. Uh, we've seen, uh, both of these guys before, uh, Leo Rush goes by the man of the hour. Uh, this match clocked it, clocked in right at 20 minutes. Uh, it didn't seem that way to me. It seemed like a really quick match. I don't know about y'all, but I, I was like, maybe it was just so active and fast paced that, uh, the time went by quick. But ultimately, uh, Leo Rush uh, gets the win. Uh, I will tell you, I was a little bit distracted. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was distracted, like reading uh, Adrian Quest's trunks. He's got all these like woke messages all over his trunks, and uh, that <laughs> distracted me a little bit. But man, this was a fast-paced match. Uh, I could go in and try to go, uh, uh, you know, hold for hold. I'm just going to tell you, they were all over the place, and they were very quick, and they were very technically sound, and very. Um, you know, very high flying, uh, uh, which you expect from from you know cruiserweight type guys or or, or smaller. Uh, so you know, I was pleased with it. Yeah, it was a quick match, like you said. Um, you know, a, a little bit of a change of pace. I, I like where it was positioned on the card. I think coming out of that, um, you know, Fred Russer and and Sean Devari match. Um, you know, it, it was definitely captivating. I, I'm with you. Um, it, it didn't seem like it drug on and, and maybe cause you know, some of the other matches did in my opinion, but that's, that's a, a little preference thing. Um, but yeah, I thought it did a great job of really positioning those guys again, kind of goes without saying, but commentary did a great job of uh, filling in a lot of the context. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Leo rush. I, I <laughs> my only, my only disappointing thing about Leo rush was that his, his, uh, pre-show uh promo was like one sentence and that dude can talk man give him a mic give him give him three minutes in my opinion because he's entertaining um so that that was my only uh you know criticism i feel like this match was thrown together last minute like they just needed to uh you know and i don't mean that as a slide or anything like that uh i i I just feel like for whatever reason the show maybe this is a criticism. It it did feel like it was thrown together. Like it wasn't, you know, there was no build up to it. There was nothing that felt like it had stakes to it necessarily going in. 
Um, now the commentary team did an excellent job of providing those. We just mentioned those as far as like Fred Roster and Sean Davari. Rob did a great job of covering what those takes could be. Um, and uh, the commentary team was quick to, to, to pile on that, that maybe that's the case. Uh, Leo Rush, it felt like it was, uh, you know, obviously they were, they were building up to the Heritage title. Leo Rush, it felt like it was another match to really establish uh, who Leo Rush is. It, it was, it, it felt like that kind of thing. Like they felt as though Adrian Quest is a, an excellent wrestler and uh, obviously co-holder of the titles there. Uh, but he could handle going one-on-one with Leo Rush. Let's establish like Leo Rush is a uh, legit contender for anything going on in the UWA. And I, I don't know if I have a better way of saying it, but that's that's really what it felt like to me. I, I don't think that I had any doubt going into this match that Leo Rush was going to dominate. Uh, I will say uh, that they did an excellent job, though, of, you know, there's one thing with high-flying matchups that can be very annoying is that they don't matter that they are just like bouncing around like a, a pinball machine and nothing you're, you're never affected by anything. These guys did sell everything that was happening in the ring. They did legitimately have a fight. It felt like, so I will give them that, that uh, this match seemed like a struggle and Leo rush coming out on top did uh, because of that feel like he had earned a level up in the ring there. And uh, you're really getting to learn who he is and what he's about. I would say too, Gary, I don't mind, I don't mind, you know, we've used the word menagerie before. I don't mind a showcase of talent per se, but you know, you don't want it to be like the whole show is just that, you know, you, you want to be, a, there, there has to be some kind of overarching narrative. I mean, something to draw you into it. And then you, you sprinkle it with talent in between to kind of expose them to, to the, to the general public and all that, um, you know, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I'm clearly a man who is a very distinguished taste in professional wrestling. I'm wearing a Miz shirt right now. So <laughs> if you can't tell, so clearly my standards are high as yes. far as professional wrestling. In reality. My standards are high too, Gary. <laughs> my standards are high too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing uh, clothing. He's a, Will's dressed up like Vader. <laughs> oh, always, baby. Look, this is this is every every day, man. Y'all know me every day. I got a black tee. That's all I got. I will. I will give a shout out to our boy Dave Scooby, who's brilliant and uh, always welcome in the NWA fam, the hashtag NWA fam, and sent out a beautiful uh, thank you message today. Thank you, Dave. Uh, we're we're happy to to be friends with you. Uh, But he did point out here tonight's show was supposed to be for the UWN championship match. And guess they had to move things around to replace what they had scheduled. So uh, an excellent point. Well, well well-deserved to make like, yeah, this, this was supposed to be the big crowding night for the UWN world champion. And that clearly can't happen. So uh, I'm sure they were scrambling. Uh, last minute to try to get something together, uh, which is the reason uh, Ray Roses had to work a double. He went last week in the main event, and he's back this week in a main event against Bad Dude Tito. Rob, what are your thoughts on Bad Dude Tito versus Ray Roses? 
It just struck me, man. You said he had to work a double. I just imagine him going, looking at the time card of schedule for the week, and be like, "Dang, I just <laughs> you got me on prize again. I did prize. <laughs> I just <laughs> made <it> vetted. <laughs> I'm, I'm out there. I got to clean the dog on kitchen. I got to clean the dining area. Come on, man. again. <laughs> nah, this is another. This is number two for me, man. Uh, at, uh, partly because of Tito's interview earlier, you know, I mean, I, I like what he said, like you were saying, Gary, I like the fact that he pointed out the implications that there never before has been a two time uh, champion. And since we're in a, since we're in a season of championship changes with Joseph dropping his belt with all the NWA titles, with the exception of uh, Aldis's belt being switched, I almost halfway expected Rosas to drop the belt tonight. Um, that's what I was expecting going into it, and, and it looked I, like a couple of times it was it was close. Yeah, especially when he when he set the stage in that interview earlier. It's like, well, heck, it's clear. I know what's going to happen, man. They're going to, you know, there's going to be a complete changing of the guard as far as championship title holders go. Uh, but it did not happen. <clears throat> Again, another solid match with two big guys <clears throat> who could work. Excuse me, <clears throat> something in my voice. This match lasted from ten oh seven to ten twenty six. So. Uh, again, the average match tonight was about, you know, 16, 17 to 20 minutes long. And uh, again, it, it was a physical, technically sound match. You got two guys who obviously respect each other. There wasn't a clear heel in this match, per se. And, and you know my position on heels and baby faces. And then, uh, of course, uh, after a couple of near falls, um, Rosas finally rolls up Tito for the pin, after which we see a big show of sportsmanship with Tito placing both belts on, on Rosas' shoulders and a, a display of sportsmanship with the the uh, the handshake and um you know pretty solid match it was number two uh on the night for me <clears throat> yeah it was a good it was a good uh uh match i mean these two guys are obviously um very skilled worthy of being in a, in a main event um i think you know for me as you mentioned that whole you know uh dropping the idea of the first ever two-time champion and stuff like that. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit conditioned by WWE that whenever it seems like they're trying to make something really obvious, it's because that's going to happen. So I kind of like the fact that they, they seemed to hint that it was going to change hands, but it didn't. Um, so, you know, that was cool for me. I, I like that, that context. Um, you know, again, I mean, for me personally, and I'm not speaking for everybody, because if you're if you're a UWN fan and you're watching, you know, for years and years and years and you're super familiar with Rosas and Bad Dude Tito, then this probably did have a lot of stakes for you. But, you know, for for two straight weeks, I've had main events that I didn't really have like a, a solid story to build from and a lot of investment. So as a standalone match, it was great. I mean, these two guys put on a great match, but um, I, I'm ready. I, I am ready for a main event. That's got some, some, some story behind it. Some, and you know, Scooby does bring up a, a great point about this was supposed to be the, the championship tournament finals tonight. So, um, you know, they're, they're scrambling and doing whatever they have to do to, to fill in that time. Um, that being said, a lot of respect for both those guys and what they do. And uh, it was a great match. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we would just be disingenuous if we didn't point out the fact that, yeah, we don't have like a long-term booking idea behind this matchup, but it was in itself uh, a good matchup. I, and I love the story. The two wrestlers uh, prepared in the ring. 
Um, how somebody kicks out of that bad new driver, I'll never know. But Ray Rosas managed to do it. And uh, and then there was that part. I mean, I, even though not having a real familiarity with these guys, I mean, I was fussing at Tito that he was getting too cocky after that. And, you know, and there you go. Ray Rosas is the guy that at any moment can scoop you up and uh, roll you into a one, two, three, and that's it. And uh, so I think that they're, they're trying and doing a good job of establishing Ray Rosas as a uh, workhorse, uh, even though he's got the reputation of, uh, I feel like being kind of Weasley. That was my impression coming into this, but here he is carrying that heritage title, got it from Watts in a, in a Weasley sort of way, but uh, here he is uh, still busting ass and, and trying to hang on to it. So uh, shout out to Ray Rosas oh, on this night. Ray Rosas retains. <laughs> God bless you, Ray Rosas. God bless you. Uh, next week, we got announcements Rob, for Heather Monroe versus CC Chanel. I know everybody here is going to be happy for some more Heather Monroe action. Oh, yeah. uh, we're well, all fans of Heather you know, Monroe. We are, but I'm particularly a fan of CC Chanel. I've put her, her, her over multiple times on my own personal social media, and I think she's uh, a really brilliant talent coming up, and uh, the more we can see of her, the better. We've yeah, seen her already. Will actually off camera was actually mentioning how there was no women's matches tonight, which was a strange thing for UWN Primetime Live because, like, <laughs> the highlight of these shows sometimes have probably the majority of the time have been these women's matches. These the women they bring on this show have been outstanding in the ring and. Not 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 a women's match this evening, but uh, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Bo- I mean, that's that that I think those are consistently like in my top two or three favorite matches each week. So it was kind of a uh, um, a, a glaring void for me that there was no no women's matches on the card tonight. The Nation Show is just uh, happy to have Halston body again, and uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> That feels accurate. That feels like uh, that's par for the course for the Nation Show. If you guys want to check them out, uh, they're they're the spinoff of Busted Open Radio with Dave Lagreca, Tommy Dreamer, Bubba Ray, or Bully Ray. I'm sorry, and Booker T and Mark Henry. All those guys. It's an excellent show. You guys should check it out. But uh, they're also big fans of Halston Body, and they spend uh, literally like 30 minutes of every show is just praising Halston body's body. So it's kind of weird, but if that's what you're into. <laughs> they probably wouldn't say he has a swimmer's body. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just you, Rob. You I mean, he, body. You know, any, anybody that anybody that can swim has a swimmer's body, you know, <laughs> technically. Yeah, hey. That's a good point. I can float. That's you have that's, a well, you have a floater's well, you're, body, you're a and floater. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the kids in high school used to call me a floater, and so I always wondered <laughs> that makes sense now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man, also oh, in boy. action next week, that's uh, Davey, that's exactly what they meant. <laughs> <laughs> Davy Boy Smith Jr. is taking on Slice Boogie, so you get to see those Mets tights back in action and uh, up against the uh, British, uh, the Union Jack of Davy Boy Smith Jr. 
uh, that that should be a lot of fun. Uh, Levi, uh, or uh, no, I'm sorry, said Levi. Slice Boogie uh, has been on a tear as a bruiser here lately, so it's going to be interesting. He's going to run headed head to head into a brick wall here against David Waysmith Jr. And uh, also Levi Shapiro is uh, up against Anthony Idol. I think defending that TV title uh rob did mention earlier and i wanted to throw back in case you guys aren't aware levi shapiro did defend the tv title uh he he, he missed mentioned it in passing that he he defended against uh oh why did i just forget his name all of a sudden dan joseph dan joseph god help me uh dan joseph that was on this past week's episode of championship wrestling from hollywood which is available on Fight TV for free. You guys just have to sign up for Fight TV and uh, it's the, the free account. You could watch all the episodes of Ring of Honor, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, all of that stuff. It's all on there. So uh, this past week's episode of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood featured Levi Shapiro versus uh, Dan Joseph. Also, uh, the Bodega participating in a uh, big mixed match uh to determine the number one contender for the uh uwn tag team titles so uh if you like seeing uh danny limelight uh in action with papo esco it's a good one to watch because they keep running up on the same guy trying to catch an interview with them and they bully him so much and it is just it's brutal to watch but it's also kind of funny anyway right that's right Thank you, Rob. All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Pride Time Live. We're going to throw to the chat. We're going to talk about a few other things, too. One thing that keeps coming up in the chat, guys, that I want to talk about while we're here hanging out. Mike Bennett showed up on Ring of Honor. I watched it today. He was there. He's a UWN Primetime Live regular. We've seen him. We've seen him go for the NWA 10 pounds of gold. We know he's in the finals for the UWN World's Championship. Uh, but he also, this pack, past week on Ring of Honor, uh, showed up and saved his boy, Matt Taven, from a vicious attack. And uh, there was a big hug in the middle of the ring. The Kingdom 2.0, a lot of people are saying on uh, Twitter and that sort of thing. Uh, but does this, does this mean that Mike Bennett has moved on? Does this mean Mike Bennett has no love for the... UWN championship. No, I agree with what you said earlier. I think, um, you know, 20, 2020 has, uh, has, has changed a lot of things in the wrestling world, obviously. Um, and I think one of those is that uh, outside of WWE, honestly, WWE is the only outlier in this. Uh, I think there's a lot of open doors. And I think that is a new standard in wrestling from, from Ring of Honor to Impact to uh, AEW to, to everywhere that's not the WWE, um, that their doors are open. And if it's something that can benefit everyone, and I think Ring of Honor sees an opportunity to, to do some callbacks to, uh, to Mike Bennett's days there pre-WWE and are taking advantage of it. And he, he could be a regular on there. I don't know. Um, Scooby's given us a lot of insight in the chat about their filming schedule. Looks like they're doing a bunch of, uh, you know, filming kind of groups of episodes at a time, which I think they, they have always done. Um, I know that the times that I've been to ring of honor shows, they would film like four or five of their weekly episodes in like one night. Um, and so that that's kind of their, their cadence. But um, so the fact that he was there 
for the show that aired this week. Uh, we'll tell you he's probably going to be on a few other weeks um, since they're probably filmed in, in the same setting, the same time, um, which is great. I think it's great for Mike Bennett. But no, I don't think I don't think of this takes him out of the UWM picture again. I think that's that that WWE thinking that like, oh, he's gone, you know, and we've talked about that a lot on the show. So I won't belabor that. But, um, you know, I think. Uh, I think there's a very real chance he could win the UWN title and appear with it on Ring of Honor. I think anything's possible at this point. So um, I just, I, I'm just, I, I'm glad to see him. And I told you guys in, in our chat, but like, man, I got chills when I saw him and, and Taven hugging after that. Um, just because, you know, after we had a, a an awesome chance to sit down and, and chat with him personally, uh, just knowing how how close he and Matt Taven are, like in real life, um, that was just a cool moment for me. Well, to double down on your point or piggyback off of it, our boy Front Row in the chat saying, uh, you know, just going off that saying, unless someone is signed to WWE, I assume anyone can appear anywhere and love it. Uh, it seems that I, way. It really does. Yeah. And, 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 I to love it. Right, and to slip right into those DMs too. <laughs> and piggyback <laughs> on it. <laughs> I would say, I would say uh, uh, not only could Mike Bennett win that belt and appear on Ring of Honor, he will win that belt and appear on Ring of Honor. Ooh. He will do it. Bank on mm. it. That is interesting. That's an interesting bet. Mongrovia and Mike, my friend, what is Gary drinking tonight? It is, uh, if I could do a brief advertisement, because of our friend Rob, Jim Beam Black. Very uh, nice. That is, that is what I have right now. And I'm trying to take it easier than last Sunday. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, ah, go in. Go in, man. It's <laughs> what the people want. It's what the people want. Oh my God. All right. Well, let's go with some of the chat, what they're talking about. I mean, Robert Bennett's right here in the chat. And I mean, he's talking about the big news that everybody that's joining in on this show. And I assume some of you watching that are not participating in the chat, you're talking about it and you're here to hear about it. It that's NWA shockwave uh, just announced today, guys, that is a big deal. We, we, there was, yep. There's been like radio silence from the NWA. We know that that's, I mean, we're, we're a show called This is the NWA, right? There's been like nothing NWA. And uh, we've been working on our own plans and our own strategies and our own, uh, you know, schedule. And uh, here comes the NWA out of nowhere announcing NWA Shockwave, Joe Galley appearing on the YouTube video. You can check that out. We won't show it because we'll get kicked the hell off of YouTube, apparently, if we share anything <laughs> that we're not licensed to show. We found that out last week. Uh, but, right. Yeah. You, you Listen, say, man. You gotta what? ask me before you show my Manscaped ad. You gotta ask me. You gotta ask me, okay? Rob had a great Rob. Manscaped ad, but we're just gonna have to go right back to telling you that it, uh, code NWAPOD gets you 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Shave your dad's balls! This Christmas, WA Pod at manscaped.com. No, uh, it wasn't that. I think it was the Undertaker clip that really sealed the deal. Also, I yeah. showed a CM Punk video that yeah. I was tipsy and just felt like showing. And uh, I had Cult of Personality playing over that. And uh, there also, apparently, at some point, we played Into the Fire. And yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest during, with you. During, during the, uh, the promo for the online store. 
I was gonna say I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even remember playing right, that. Then so. there was <laughs> you you were in the bathroom, but listen, you know, I'd say go back and watch it, but you can't. So if you yeah. were there and you experienced it live, congratulations, because now it's gone forever. Then yeah. there was that part where we're like, Yeah, and we have, and we represent officially Billy Corgan. We're we're, we're saying we're, 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 <laughs> Yeah, we might have all been a little tipsy at that point. Hope you were here on Sunday night. All of all of that episode is forever gone. YouTube was like, nah, <laughs> nah, fuck y'all. Yeah, this is a cluster <laughs> F. You guys are out of here. Everything you're doing is exactly against the terms and conditions. Of like, we, we were like this close to being monetized, man, and now we just got to take back ten months. <laughs> so they were like we were thinking about it but you clearly don't know what you're doing so back back to the drawing board so, we have a few a few simple rules and you guys broke every one of them in one stream so <laughs> oh but Asia oh, dang, man. Good, good thing i got my own money <laughs> all right well we're just trying to fund the show man but uh hey if you want to help us out nwafam.com that gets you to our main page where you can uh buy us a beer just contribute like two bucks if you want to or you can do a monthly subscription uh like some of you're doing we're grateful for uh that is awesome because we're not like a patreon or or an only fans where we've got rob in his underwear yet i mean we do we do have the one but i've only got one subscriber so far i think it's like joe's <laughs> joe Lo- <laughs> so, i think it's my only it's my only subscriber so uh, yeah, but she, she's a good tipper so <laughs> craig s is a little tipsy at the moment guys uh i do apologize he says hey uh if you're looking for us to not point that out you're in the wrong place because clearly that's <laughs> that is what we that's what we thrive on. So, our forte. <laughs> so here we are. We're talking wrestling now, baby. We're getting into it. Well, let's talk about Shockwave. Yeah. So Ooh. Shockwave. I mean, just essentially, uh, you guys chip in here if you know any more than I do. It's. I mean, really, it's just Joe Galley saying that their partnership with Thunder Studios and uh, UWN, it's a, resolved into this thing or evolved into this thing. And uh, so a brand new show called NWA Shockwave starts next Tuesday. Believe you me, we have tried to find out any more detail. We have none. Uh, so there is only speculation. Uh, Brian Rosa in the chat saying Shockwave is a Decepticon like the new show wow that seems dark i (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying that uh the, the the running estimation is that it is some secret matches they've taped at thunder studios during the primetime live tapings perhaps some behind the scenes stuff from nwa power that sort of thing but i am open to suggestion uh, Will, I'll throw to you first. What What are your thoughts on Shockwave so far? NWA Shockwave. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, the practical side of me. Obviously, I'm with you. Uh, I think it's going to be um, some dark matches that um, that possibly they filmed um, at Thunder Studios before or after Primetime Live, while a lot of of the NWA uh, 
talent was there. Uh, just seems like a no brainer to go ahead and do that, get some content there and be able to put out some, some, at least some matches. Um, my hope is that it'll, it will also include uh, some promos from active champions. Uh, I want to hear from the Pope. I want to hear from Trevor Murdoch uh, as much as it pains me. I want to hear from Aaron Stevens and Kratos um, just to, to keep the storylines going. We're all about storylines here. We talk about it all the time. Um, you know, even if it's a cell phone video, like I don't care. Just, just give me, give me something to sink my teeth into for some ongoing storylines and, and reminding me that the NWA is, is still living, breathing, active. Obviously I'd love to see Nick Aldis on a weekly basis, but I don't know if this show is going to be uh, the place for that, but, but we'll see. Um, that's my hope uh, that it, it won't just be kind of spliced together clips of, of dark matches, but we'll actually get some stories in there. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited for it regardless. Yeah, if you think back to you know some of a couple of the eras in the NWA's history, kind of stick out in my mind. Uh, you, you've got like the Wilderness era and then the Trobich era, where you had a multi multiplicity of NWA programming, and they weren't all necessarily connected. They would subscribe, you know, they would pay a membership fee and 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 have the right to license uh, the NWA name. And I'm not saying that's happening at all. Cause it's not happening. You know, the, the NWA is owned by one man only. Uh, but that's what it feels like with shockwave. It feels like it's something that's sort of disconnected from power. It seems like a circle square. And I was about to say that Scooby just, just pointed that out. Uh, it seems like a circle square type thing where they're going to showcase some matches that were recorded, but not necessarily aired. Maybe they will, maybe they won't have NWA uh, implications, but it's refreshing to see uh, original NWA programming. I'm, I'm glad, and I have high hopes for it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting either way. We're going to be here. We're going to be watching it. We're going to be invested. You know, I mean, we are at the NWA pod right now. Guys, yeah, I feel like this is the time to really talk. Let's get real. Like you it's guys time, in the man. chat it's right time. now. It's time, it's bro. Time. Listen, everybody in the chat right now, you are the hashtag NWA fam. You are our community. You are part of this whole thing that from, from day one as it's grown and as it's advanced. Uh, so we've been working on some other stuff, and it feels almost dirty. Like on the day that NWA Shockwave gives it. Uh, announced that we would we would talk to you about this, but we we had we do have something very important to talk to you about, and so, um, Rob, I don't. Uh, should, what do you think? Should I just show, show the clip, them? Man. Show the clip, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So here's the thing we've been thinking about, and uh, we'd love to know what you guys think. Here it is. Short and sweet. There it is. There it is. The bottom line is we, this. Oh, go ahead, Gary. No, go ahead. No, no. Feel free, Rob. The bottom line is this. Uh, we are about history, legacy, and tradition. And the NWA is about that. And to the extent that it is, that's what we stand for. And we will always stand for that. But there are so many other things out there that embody that as well that we feel like we don't capture or encapsulate if we don't 
bring that into our family and, and into our branding. And I think immediately of Mission Pro Wrestling. I mean, if you want to talk about history, legacy, tradition, yeah, it's new. It's 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 an upstart promotion, but it's some of the best things going today. It's promoting some of the liveliest, most enriched, most vibrant wrestling, and they have a clear rooting in history and tradition. And so you're gonna here in the months to come, the weeks to come, we're we're looking at expanding into something like a network of our own. Uh, that will include the NWA. This is the NWA will still be there. But we're also talking about this is Mission Pro. This is Primetime Live. This is pro wrestling history. Some of the things you see, you see us doing on TikTok. Will bringing back some stuff, you know, that like he used to do on, on a daily basis or, or maybe on a weekly basis. We've got a lot of ideas. Educational oriented podcasting. We, we've got a lot of stuff that we're, we've already started working on. We're going to continue to working, uh, work on. But we thought it would be appropriate uh, to rebrand ourselves as this is pro wrestling. That includes the NWA. So don't think that we're bailing because we're not. That's still very much part of our essence and who we are. But we 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 want to include so much more. And you know, again, I, I think of like pro wrestling. I think of Mission Pro. I think of Ring of Honor. I think <laughs> Let's of cover up Rob. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to casually throw up the logo, but we're still learning. But yeah, sorry, Rob. So that that's it. You know, we we we're all embracing now, and and we're expanding. And you'll see some branding things with our handles and feeds. We're still the same fam. We're still going to be hashtag NWA fam. But you you might also see hashtag uh, MPW fam because we are Mission Pro fam. You might see some other things, but we'll keep building this. And uh, we look at this as a positive thing, not a dismissal of the NWA because my champion is Nick Aldis. But my champion's also Thunder Rosa. My champion is also the Pope. My champion is also what's going on in Ring of Honor. You know, I mean, there, there's so much there that we want to embrace that we, we don't want to niche ourselves and confine ourselves just to this thing. We want to include that, but also so much more. Uh, we're living in, despite 2020, we're living in one of the greatest times in pro wrestling history. And we want to be part of that discussion. Do you want to see the other thing? Because uh, I made it while I was supposed to be doing my regular job today. Here it is. Sorry, Will. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. No, I wasn't What's saying it was though? anything different. I was, okay. I was just saying, do you want to see the thing again? Because I, I made that today instead of doing my work, my, my job. <laughs> so, can you, um, anyway, go ahead. No, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, to, to echo a lot of the things that Rob says, and, and I appreciate the very positive reaction in the chat, guys. I, I know, that. it's getting good, good um, reaction. But but I think everybody gets it. Anyone who's who's watched our streams for you know the past eight months, uh, since there hasn't really been much NWA stuff to cover, uh, understands that we we cover all pro wrestling, all prize fight wrestling. Um, you know, NWA just happens to most closely resemble what 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 our taste is. Um, but you know, we we would be uh, naive to you know, put blinders on and act like that other promotions don't exist. And so I'm excited about this as a content creator. I think, um, you know, you guys are going to see some stuff out of 
each of us as individuals, which will be pretty cool and kind of us being able to focus in on uh, certain promotions maybe that we're interested in um, and that we spend more time following. Um, we're obviously still going to come together for our regular streams, um, you know, a couple times a week and uh, shoot the shit like we do on here and, and uh, give each other a hard time and talk about wrestling. But um, I think it'll be great because it, it'll give us opportunities. You're probably going to get more content, which will be a positive for all of you guys that want more content. Um, you know, probably some more audio content, more video content, uh, things like that. So I, I'm super excited about it. Um, <laughs> does this mean more WWE? Probably not. Sorry, Woodland probably Goblin. Less. Um, probably less WWE, unless you're talking about <laughs> NXT or something. <laughs> Listen, we're going to focus on, on on the culture. We're going to focus on wrestling culture. That's what I think right. we're going to do. If you tuned in to last Sunday's show, uh, we talked a lot about that Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns match. I feel like that's that kind of stuff will come up. No, not every bit of WWE. Definitely not because it's 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 obnoxious but we do want to be part of the wrestling culture if i if i could just jump in let me just let me let me just do this uh a lot of people are excited about merch that's will uh okay i'll get on that yeah uh, <laughs> I it was gonna be that new shirt come on will when is merch available <laughs> All right. uh right rosa wants the first shirt done uh this is pro wrestling. Love it. Yeah. All of that stuff. But let me jump up here. And uh, Ezra Vickery saying expanding on other promotions will expand your brand and audience. Very smart. Robert Bennett expanding your brand. Uh, Y'all are still going to be the go-to channel for NWA news and talk. Thank you. Nation's show. And James Lawrence, you have to grow. We'll definitely grow with you. Just don't expect me to start being <laughs> nice to AEW when they do stupid stuff. Well, here, let me, let me, this is important because I, I'm seeing all of this stuff and I want to be very clear. Every single person that I just mentioned right now in that chat, you are part of this. This is part of a community. We started off as the hashtag NWA fam, but this, this is a pro, pro wrestling community and you all have stuff you prefer. You all have stuff you love. But one thing that I'm proud of, at least from the very humble beginnings, if I could say, of like, when this thing originally started is that I just wanted a place to hang out with buddies and talk about pro wrestling. And that's all I ever cared about. And I think that that's what Will cares about. That's what Rob cares about. I think that that at the end of the day, that's what you all care about. And so that's what we're doing here. And we are expanding because we've learned there's so much more out there. We love the NWA. We will always love the National Wrestling Alliance. That will always be our baby. We will always come back to it and put it first and foremost, promoting it and talking about it and making sure it's the head of the table on any discussion we have. I think that there's no doubt we'll do that. This is the NWA. We'll probably, as far as what we've discussed, we'll still just be a show that's a part of this brand. But we've we've all learned to love other things beyond just, this is the NWA. Like we've learned to love mission pro wrestling, Thunder Rosa, Brian Rosa, those folks over there, Robin Reed and uh, holiday and jazz, like putting stuff together, just making things happen in Buddha, Texas. 
that deserves recognition. And we want to make sure that it gets the recognition it deserves. We want this to be an outlet so that we can talk about those sorts of things. We appreciate things like Dave Marquez and what he's done for us in the United Wrestling Network. We're obviously talking about those things. We want to continue talking about those things. Um, you know, we see Mike Bennett, a guy who's been very good to us, who moved on to Ring of Honor. Uh, we want to be able to talk about that stuff and not feel guilty about that kind of thing. Uh, there's folks that we've become very close with through, or at least that I, I feel like I even have a connection to, uh, like a Ricky Starks, who's appeared on this show a few times and has been very good to us. And Thunder Rosa even, that have gone on to AEW. These are good people. And, and, Things change. Life moves on. The world of professional wrestling is so huge. There's so much going on. We want to try to be a community that celebrates and loves all of it. That's that's what I think we're going for here. And so it would be disingenuous to just sit here and keep calling ourselves this is the NWA and you folks to expect that we know everything, in all the ins and outs of the National Wrestling Alliance. We don't have them. We're just trying to cover everything that we love, and uh, and we love pro wrestling. And that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about all of it. And we want you all to be a part of that because this community already, every single one of you in the chat right now that's talking about it, you guys have been a, a, a huge part of that. We would be nothing without you. And that's legit. That's not even the whiskey talking. That's legit. That's you guys. You guys make every bit of this possible. And so it feels like the conversation is just so much bigger than just one brand. We've got to expand this thing out. We want to be available to be a central hub for all of you to be a part of it and to, to tell us what do you love? What do you hate? What do you want to talk about? Like this is, this is pro wrestling. We want to, I, I don't know, Rob, I feel like I could talk about this forever, but am I, am I at least in the realm? I, I see some love for Hammerstone and that's part of it, man. I tuned in MLW. I tuned into MLW for the first time this past week to watch some goddamn Hammerstone. I was hit on some hammer stone. <laughs> nah, man, you're you you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've got such a uh, a large community, and we think that we, you know, we, we we you enrich us. We hope we enrich you. And you know, the the other our partners in this, like the Nation Show and RJ and uh, J Cal, we're all in this together. And the to the extent that we can grow and provide something else and, and, uh, and, and additional things and more education and kind of like for me, my interests are in history. You know, I'm, I'm NWA ride or die, man. I'm always going to be that way. So I'm always going to be putting out historical content week after week related mostly to the NWA, but I want to be able to draw in mission pro. It's my favorite promotion right now. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's the best thing going and I want to be able to talk, talk in there without sounding uh, like I'm lying or deceiving anybody. Like, Oh, I want to, you know, tune in and hear specifically NWA stuff. Well, this guy's not talking. He's talking about what's going on in Buta, Texas. You know, I want to be able to do that and be true to ourselves and, and honor the legacy of the national wrestling Alliance without dishonoring. And, and, and certainly it, with elevating all the other great things, because this really is, this really is 
in spite of 2020, in spite of the, t- uh, the pandemic, in spite of the shutdown of the NWA and the hiatus that power's been on and whatnot, this really has been one of the unique, really vibrant times in wrestling because we saw other things rise and fill in those gaps, which it always does in culture. I think wrestling is culturally important. It's necessary. That's why I spend my money. I invest in Mission Pro. I, 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 it's like tithing. You know, it's, it's important to our culture. It's important to our country. It's important to our relationships. Um, you know, it's uh, that, that's, that's what I believe. And I, you know, um, I, I want to be consistent across the board and be able to, to uh, uh, you know, present a broad front and do right by everybody. I just I got to jump in real quick before I throw it to Will. Uh, it's Jim Beam Black. I love that whatever whiskey I'm drinking has become a subject for shows. <laughs> so, well, hey, uh, listen, this is this is this is pro wrestling, not this is whiskey. So let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it from skin. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Uh, it's Jim Beam Black tonight, buddy. Uh, no, everything you guys just said exactly what what I'm feeling. Um, I mean. Uh, for me, a big part of it too comes from my background in, in branding and marketing. Um, I, I think we do have a really, really great community here. Somebody mentioned it earlier. You know, there's so much toxic wrestling uh, community out there, and that's true, unfortunately. Um, and, and I really take pride in the fact that I feel like we've created a non-toxic uh, wrestling community of, of real wrestling fans. And I, I just think it's time from from a branding and marketing standpoint to open the doors up to everyone that wants to be part of it. Uh, because I do think, you know, uh, if, if there's somebody that would really enjoy uh, the, the brand and the kind of wrestling that we uh, talk about and put over on this show, they could potentially see the name and say, Oh, well, I don't follow NWA. So I'm not going to check those guys out. I think this will be a step in the direction of, of, you know, kind of breaking down some barriers to uh, to expand the audience a little bit, which is going to be good for all of us, you know, expand the community. And the more that we can, um, as Gary said, you know, our, our whole goal is not to create a platform for ourselves. It's, it's to talk about wrestling with people that really genuinely love wrestling um, and like good people that love wrestling. Cause, cause we're out there. It's not all the stuff you see on Twitter where people are like just being very, very vicious and, and, you know, bullying people about it. Uh, there's a, a really thriving community of good wrestling fans and that's what we're trying to create. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about being able to, um, you know, open up those doors and uh, grow our audience a little bit and meet some new people and, um, you know, talk about the, all of the wrestling that we love. Cause there's, there's a lot of it out there as these guys have mentioned. And, um, you know, this will be an opportunity for us to, to cover it um, holistically. So I think that's a hundred percent it, man. I mean, I see James Lawrence saying, I love this show, whatever the name is, was, and will be. I mean, I, I threw him up there earlier and I just throw him up there again. Um, it, it's just because James Lawrence is like uh, notable in our family of like being the guy that hates AEW or just like, he always is so critical of AEW and uh, we, we argue with him all the time about it and it's okay. Like, here's the trick. Here's the trick for all of this for anybody watching right now. Like it, you can have any opinion you want to. We just all we demand out of this is respect, like like respectful conversation. You can make your case. You can argue. You can think something's dumb. 
you know, but not the people that love it are dumb. Like you just don't like the thing. Like it's okay to have that discussion. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want the community that is the actual wrestling community that just wants to love a thing. And you have things you care about, things you like, and maybe through this, you find something you didn't even know about before, like a mission pro wrestling. Maybe you didn't even know that was out there and you're going to learn because you're here. Uh, and, and you're, you're learning that there are other promotions out there aside from WWE and AEW and that sort of thing. Uh, we'll fight. Yeah. Dave Scooby saying, if a family never fights, is it really a family? No, let's fucking fight. Let's fight. <laughs> let's fight about it. Oh, Rob sending his daughter to bed. I'm sorry. I'm dropping the F <laughs> Don't talk like Gary. Don't say the uh, things that Mr. Gary says. <laughs> just don't do it. Uh, Uncle Gary, man. Uncle oh, Gary, Uncle Gary. Man. He just dropped the F-bomb. I'm just saying, let's fight about it. Let's debate. Let's have... I mean, dude, the three of us constantly have debates on the stuff that we like and don't like. And... Uh, uh, I still am waiting for the the Vegas segment so that I can hear Will and Rob go back and forth. Oh man, but Will loved it. Rob, we're not, we're not starting that tonight. I still, I still think that needs to be a thing. So, no, it can all. Yeah, that's it. John Blade in the chat. The problem when it comes to some of IWC is respectful conversation. That's all we're asking, man. We want to make a community that is here to have that respectful conversation. And if you can deliver a criticism of a brand in a respectful way, not like a, you're seeking vengeance and you just want to destroy this thing kind of way, but like something you wish they would do that they're not doing that sort of thing. That's, that's welcome here. That's what we want. We can have those healthy debates, uh, you know, and I don't care if it's WWE. I don't care if it's AEW. I don't care if it's NWA. It's uh, it's all of those things that that's what we're trying to build here. But, but here's the trick. It's all of you that make that happen. It's every single one of you that are watching this right now. If you're listening to this on a podcast later, it's all of you that make that happen. You have to share this with your buddies, your friends, everybody that loves professional wrestling. You have to get the word out that, Hey, you finally have a place you can come to and have discussions. Nobody's going to call you dumb. Nobody's going to say that your opinion is stupid or we'll kick them out. I mean, that's, that's the only rule. <laughs> it's just that it's, it's happened. It's happened before. Yeah. It's just that we're having the discussion about professional wrestling because we all love it. We're all here because we love it and we want to continue talking about it. We want it to be better. We want it to be, we, we want it to blow up like it did in the nineties. We want it to be part of pop, pop culture. Like we, we want professional wrestling to succeed and live on for another hundred years for our great grandchildren that we'll never see. And the only way that happens is for us to all come together and have that discussion about like, what do we love? What do we do? You know, all of that anyway. So that's what this is pro wrestling is going to be about. And uh, I, I can't be happier to have these guys with me. And we're going to, we're going to take this brand a little bit further. And I think, 
I feel like it's a it's been a pretty positive response so far. Rob, you you you're a man who has loved professional wrestling for even longer than I have. And I'm not meaning that as an old joke, although you are like 75 today, I think. <laughs> uh, but does that feel fair? Like we're just that that's a, a summation of what we're doing. Oh, absolutely. And uh, again, I'm just thrilled to death looking at the response in the chat. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's okay. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to share. I mean, we have said, and speaking about Lawrence, James Lawrence, you know, I was, I was uh, just peeking in on a discussion that he was in. I think it was, I think it was on Facebook. I don't think it was even on Twitter, but he was engaging in somebody on. Happy uh, <laughs> <laughs> 75th, Rob. <laughs> you made it, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Almost old enough to be president. Got to throw that. Starcade and I share a birthday. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We know know that our (laughs) birthday, most of our birthdays are August the 11th, and then you've got the outlier there with Will. But uh, uh, James Lawrence. When's my birthday, Rob? When's my birthday? It's like November 16th, right? Ooh, you got the month right. There you go. I got it in my notes. You don't, hey, I may not know it. I may not know it, but I know where to find it. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just say you were you were in Texas on my birthday. I'll just say that. Oh gosh, man. Woo. Anyway, oh, <laughs> we can work on this hashtag. Brian Rosa throwing up the hashtag. There this is wrestling, fam. Yeah, we gotta we gotta we gotta nail that down. And like that. by the way, uh, part of the problem is, is that this is this is pro wrestling is already uh, taken on the dot com and the dot net and everything. So we're just doing it anyway. Um, thanks, Stephen. I'm gonna throw that up there just because I love people shouting my name. It's been so long since my <laughs> wife did it. Um, she's the <laughs> will so bummed out. Oh, come on, man. We're all family here. We're having a good time, Will. Uh, high quality. All right. Well, <laughs> we gotta wrap this thing up soon. You guys have all been a part of the uh special detail this is all gonna i mean clearly we're still at the nwa pod on everything we're slowly rolling this out and figuring out how it's all gonna go if you have suggestions you have ideas of how to make this community the one-stop shop for pro wrestling discussion uh we welcome them we want to hear and and if there's if there's a promotion or a brand that you want to see covered let us know don't let us know if there's one that you don't want to see covered. Let's just keep it positive. So let us know what you want to see. Uh, don't send us a laundry list of don't cover this, this, and this. Because I can tell you this. One cool thing is you know, we're going to still do our streams with the three of us just talking about general wrestling. But you're probably going to see some more segmented shows. I mean, you might see a Survivor Series reaction show. And if you don't like the WWE, you can just skip on past that one. So it's going to make it a little bit easier for you to, to pick and choose, you know, what you want. But again, let us know what you want to hear. Um, and so we can really take that into account as we start to, to plan in the coming months of, of what these shows are really going to look like. I mean, here's the thing with WWE is it's always it's just like, I mean, that's the first place to attack. But it's just, hey, look, WWE dictates pro wrestling culture. They do still to this day and they will for the foreseeable future. So we don't want to ignore them. I mean, NXT is some legit good stuff. There's good stuff on there. That's worthy of being discussed and it shouldn't be shot away from just because 
just because it's a WWE brand. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna hit on everything. We've got some ideas of what's going to go on and, uh, and yeah, like uh, Brian Rosa is pointing out here, we can all learn about new people together. Hey, listen, uh, been having the conversations with Rob. Like we're we're working our way in, into something like that. We're Rob mentioned this earlier, but we're not kidding. We're we're planning on being your one stop hub for wrestling. Like we want to be. If you. If you have a friend who doesn't know shit about professional wrestling and they want to, we want to be the place they can come to. That's the idea. Eventually, we want to we want to make it like we can get you the easy access. Swipe your card. We'll tell you everything you need to know to jump right into the conversation. We've got some plans on how that works, but uh and, and I think too, we want to be a place where, where we can say, look, you know, we don't, this is not a niche that we've covered. Or this is something that we've not hit on, but you know what? Our friends at the nation show have covered this. Let us direct you over there. Or RJ's got this fantastic. You, you mentioned this, this, you know, particular person, RJ's got this interview coming out. Jay Cow's doing this. I mean, we've got a family of people that are, are like-minded and of a kindred spirit. And we want to be a place that you can go to and know that, hey, you're going to be educated. You're going to have a good time doing it. You know, you're not going to feel preached to. Everybody's got a welcome opinion, but we're going to celebrate pro wrestling. And we've got friends on our team also that that we can point you as well. I mean, th there should be something that you could go to every day to celebrate this great sport, the greatest sport in the world, uh, alongside baseball. Thanks, Stephen. Whiskey Gary all the time. I appreciate that <laughs> note. Legitimately, I, I did talk to Rob earlier and, and, and talk to him about his doc, doctoral uh, intelligence to say, yeah. listen, sure. this is what we need. We need to get to a place where like if a person doesn't even know what the hell professional wrestling is, where it came from, like what one thing is over another thing, we need to be the place they could easily come to to learn. And I think we're, we're going to do that. And, and yeah, because of this community, it's going to be easy. I, I feel like, uh, Brian Rosa, just, I brought up half the people at UWN months ago, and now they're all on every week. That's what we're talking about. If you're a part of this community, you'll know, you'll know everybody you need to know. Trust us. If you pay attention to us and you pay attention to mission pro wrestling and our coverage of it, you're going to know every female wrestler you've ever needed to know. They're going to pass through mission pro wrestling. They're going to be a part of it. And uh, that's, that's history in the making right now. It's, it feels good. I feel good about this. I think, I think we've, I think we're nailing it. I think, I think this community is going to be the best community to be a part of. All right. That's the freedom. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up here so I don't ramble on like last Sunday. And uh, Lord, <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who tuned in tonight, even those of you who are watching and not communicating in the chat right now. We do appreciate you watching. If you're hearing my voice right now, we appreciate you listening over in Switzerland. 
uh, and uh, Australia and uh, India were, were apparently huge for the podcast scene. We are grateful for all of you. Uh, Will, do you want to tell people where they can find you if they want to communicate with you on the interwebs? Sure. Yeah. I'm at Hey, it's Will with one L uh, on all the platforms except TikTok, where I'm at Hey, it's Will.com, which is also my website if you want to check out uh, what I do for a job. So check it out. The doctor, Robert Stinson. He's a real doctor, folks, no matter how stupid he sounds on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I almost, yes. almost spit my drink out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's no gimmick. I mean, any anybody can buy a real doctorate, which is what I did. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> now I earned my doctorate, man. I, I'm a real doctor. That's not a gimmick. But you can find me on all the social medias at uh, this is Doctor Stinson. Um, currently at the NWA Pod on TikTok, where yeah, I do have a, a an individual TikTok, but I'm trying to. But most of our This Is Pro Wrestling History segments on, on that platform. And by the way, happy birthday, Starcade 83. Uh, happy birthday, Starcade, the granddaddy of them all, the greatest pay-per-view, the fountain, the wellspring of everything. Um, everything that we've done since then is just a footnote to that important pay-per-view, or not even a pay-per-view supercard, which happened today, 37 years ago. Oh, man, before I uh, tell you, well, listen, I'm at This Is Gary Horde on everything. Front Row is mentioning, by the way, they have an interview with Cowboy James Storm debuting at Saturday at 6 p.m. on The Nation Show. You got to check that out. We mentioned a lot of different places. We didn't mention Wales, and we've got some people in the chat from Wales. Craig S., thank you. Legitimately, thank you so much for hanging out with us, buddy. Uh, this is... So cool. Uh, just the fact that we could right now communicate with you over in Wales. Uh, Ezra, Gary, Barry, Dr. Stinson in one sentence. Well, he deserved it. And uh, my Grovia. This is my, that's my favorite comment of the night right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prove it, Rob. Well, Show us your stethoscope. Show us your I bet you ain't even got one. You got you, you got to join uh, Rob's OnlyFans to see the stethoscope. That is on the thirty dollars tier. That is a thermometer. Yeah, do it. Thank you guys. Legitimately, seriously, I if I haven't been clear enough, thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you for supporting us. And thank you for uh, being so cool with this transition we're about to make. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to dig it. We will see you again. Oh, wait, wait. We didn't say this. Uh, I Well, we'll talk about it Sunday. Let's talk about Sunday. The uh, trans- Sunday for more. Yeah. All right. Tune in Sunday evening. We're going to talk about it on our live show there what our future plans are for our midweek shows. And uh, all right, I got to shut up for now. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy your gravy cake.